You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. No, it's not because of the rain. It's because of the spirit of the people here in this church and how they made the rain fun and how they realized that it didn't matter. As long as we were together, it didn't matter. what. All those towels you saw, we had to dry everything off like seven times. There was like an inch of water downstairs. Kids were sliding on the water like on skis. But thanks to everybody that helped us yesterday. Praise God. I just love this church. I love all of you. I love the spirit you have. This is amazing. I mean, really, too, a lot of people could have got, you know, our picnic got rained out. (laughs) Especially our DJs, they had all the sound equipment out there. Then the lightning came and Bob Nemeth went into uh, inspector mode. He said, everybody out. And he was right because there was like a foot of water over there and, you know, lightning strike, you know, praise God, energized by the Holy Spirit. Um, So everybody got in their cars, but everybody stayed and really worked hard. Thank you so much. So much fun we had downstairs. We had more fun downstairs swishing around in that water than we did in the sun at the park. It was absolutely fantastic. And because of the fact that the picnic was cut short, after this service, there's gonna be a little party downstairs. We dried it out. <laughs> we were here, I came here last night to make sure it was dry because I don't want people slipping in there again, but we have food, so that's welcome to all of you after this service, amen? So God, picnic's still going on. So let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. We thank you for yesterday. It turned out to be a grace win. Oh, hallelujah. We, we give you glory and honor. We pray for the visitors that are here today. Father, speak to them. Speak to their hearts. We pray for those uh, who don't know you, Lord. Like those two young men that gave their hearts to Jesus this morning. We pray if there's anyone here in this service that doesn't know you, that today would be their day. That they would see you from a different vantage point and give their heart to you and be saved for eternity. We pray if anyone came in here physically sick, or sick in their heart, or their mind, or depressed, depressed, struggling financially, maybe just feeling like giving up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray they see you from a different point of view and see how much you love them and see that there's enough grace for all of us. Father, speak through your people by the power of the Holy Spirit. In spite of me, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're in Luke chapter 19. Uh, We've been talking about grace winning here. Uh, Last week was more of a teaching on grace, and uh, wow, this grace series is really doing well. People are listening to it, praise God. Glad to see that, glad to hear that. It's changing people's lives, because grace always wins. So if you haven't been winning, grace will win for you. Amen? How many of you like to win? How many of you are very competitive? Then grace is for you. Honey, you should have two hands up. How many of you are two hands competitive? Like just everything, you gotta win. Come on, let's go. You had to have your hands up first. You wanna be first, me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last week we talked about the Apostle Paul from the tribe of Benjamin. 
that it, in, in the Psalm 68, it says, Little Benjamin, we talked about how Paul was kind of short. How many of you here are short? Raise your hand higher, I can't see you. Okay. I just, so much. Guess what? We're all short compared to somebody. I got to speak to the Brooklyn Nets a couple months ago. I felt like a shrimp. So we're all short. But um, Zacchaeus was a short guy, amen? In verse 1 through 3, it says, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And last week, we talked about the tribe of Benjamin being the tribe of grace, Paul being the possible grace from the tribe of Benjamin. Just as a little add-on, the town of Jericho was part of the tribe of Benjamin. It was a town of Benjamin. So they passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, his name means pure one, who was a chief tax collector. So he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. How many of you love when the IRS calls you? How many of you have gotten that phony IRS call? Anybody here? Dang. You know what I do? I call them back. And I go, where's your office? Because on my phone, it'll tell me they're from Florida, this and that, and they try to tell me they're from New York, and I go, liar, liar. I go, I'm from the FBI. I do. And you know what? Click. I hear a click. And you know what happens when you call that number later on? It says it's out of order. So don't be afraid. I'll tell you, the first time I got the call, I was afraid. I was like, honey, the IRS called. What'd you do? <laughs> so he was a chief tax collector. Chief. So he was the chief of the other tax collectors. And he was what? Rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was. But because of the crowd, and he was short, there was a limitation for him. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He goes through Jericho. Zacchaeus is in this trip to Jerusalem. It's the last named person that Jesus ministers to. But Jesus knew his name. Amen? He was short. He was a chief tax collector. He was rich. Now, I point all this out because right before this, Jesus, in Luke chapter 18, he gave the parable about a rich, about a Pharisee, and about a tax collector. And then they met a rich young ruler, remember? And he said, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? Now, before that, he had told that parable. Remember I told you the parable before about the Pharisee and the tax collector? The Pharisee was like, I'm good, I tithe, I'm not like the tax collector. And the tax collector beat his stomach and said, I'm a sinner, I don't deserve anything. And Jesus said that the tax collector was righteous before God. So the next thing you know, Jesus speaks, and then he fulfills. They meet a rich, young Pharisee. And he says, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? But Jesus tells him, sell everything you have. And the man walks away sad. Now here we have Zacchaeus, and he's rich as well. And you're going to see that the rich can enter the kingdom of heaven. But the disciples were like, well, because back then in the Jewish culture, if you were rich, it, it meant that you were closer to God, like you were doing something right. And Jesus was saying, no, really, rich or poor doesn't matter. He goes on to say, it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples are like, really? Because we thought rich people were, gonna, were in just because they were rich, because that's obviously God's blessing. And then they were like, then who can be saved? And Jesus said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. 
And then we meet a guy, a tax collector, there he is, and he's what? He's rich. Everybody say, he was rich. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are or what family you're from or where you came from. With Jesus, all things are possible. Amen? So, and the fact is, Jericho, by the way, is kind of like a resort town. Have you ever been to Israel? Jericho is where the rich people go from Jerusalem. They go on vacation because it's by the Dead Sea. Any of you ever been to the Dead Sea? It's really cool. It's like going to a spa, and you don't have to buy makeup. You just take it right on the, like, the dirt in the water of the wet Red Sea, people just put it all over their face and all over their body, and they come out and walk around with a mask on. Yeah. Really, a mud pack. We did it, right? Everybody looks like a zombie. It's like the walking dead around here. But people actually vacation and go to the Dead Sea to be healed of different things, different diseases. Because it's a place of great healing. It's an amazing place. So Jericho was like a vacation town. It was like a resort town. It's where rich people hang out. So Luke chapter 19, verse 4. So here's what happens. So Zacchaeus, we know, Jesus is coming, right? Jesus is grace, so grace is coming. But Zacchaeus has some things going against him. Number one, he's a tax collector and he's rich, so a lot of people don't like him. Somebody say amen. And what do, we, do they call it now? The 1%. I don't know about the 1%, but I wouldn't mind being on the 2%. I mean, I don't know. You know, everybody hates rich people until they're rich. Let's just move on. It's the truth. I said it's the truth. But did you know that everyone in this room right now is richer than 95% of the world? So don't think you're part of the 5%, whether you like it or not, just by being born in America. I'm not talking politics here, I'm talking facts. Okay, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a tree to see him. All right, I need Jesus right now. Jesus, where are you? Come on up here, Jesus. Jesus would look like your sound man, you know what I mean? Come over here, Jesus. Where, for all we know, Jesus wore a Hawaiian shirt. Where's my uh, apostles and disciples? Where are you? Where are you? Come on up here. Come on, here they come. Here they come. Come on, come on, come on. Wow, he picked up some new ones. Nice. Yeah, come on. Wow, I only asked three people to do it. I got ten of them. Awesome. So Jesus is in a crowd. Jesus is in a crowd. Amen? Where's little Zacchaeus? Where is he? Where's little Zacchaeus? Oh, there he is. Zacchaeus is Latino. His name is Zacchaeusita. <laughs> Come on over here. Let's see, is he short? He ain't shorter than me. You're good enough. I just want to give you a visual for a second. Don't you love visuals? Don't you just love it? Come on, you ladies, you, you go shopping on visuals alone. So he ran ahead, climbed up into a tree. But first, come here. Come here, I want, to, I want you to see something. Here's Zacchaeus. Jesus is surrounded. So little Zacchaeus can't get to him. So he has to do something different. He needs a new vantage point. So Zacchaeus decides to climb a tree. A rich dude. How many of you here climb trees? You do? <laughs> I thought nobody was going to raise their hands. 
You climb trees? Like 60, you climbing trees? You climb trees? Actually, I believe you climb trees, Vera. Anybody who can run around with them youth all day can climb a tree. Because <laughs> he was going to pass that way. See, I want you to see something. Because of the crowd, because of the crowd sometimes, we can't see Jesus. Because we see him through the lens of people. You know why every seat isn't filled at this church? Because people have got offended by a person in the church. They leave because of what someone did. You never hear why they leave. Because God, no, 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 no. Whose church is it? That's why when people say, wow, your church is getting big. I go, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. This is not my church. I'm, if you know me, I go, nope, stop. This is our church, and it's his church. He has put it in our hands. Don't put that on me. It's not my church. We are the church. We are. It's, it's a gathering of us. You know, this, when you start calling it someone else's church, you're in a bad place. You need to be part of it. You are part of it. You should be involved in it. See, the problem is we look at God through the lens of people. And this crowd, be, show, be a crowd for a second. You know, be, a, be like, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Pick at Jesus, do whatever you do. Right before this, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was on his way to Jericho. And there was a blind man on the side, another person with a limitation. But his blindness didn't limit him from hearing what was going on. And what did he do? He shouted out for Jesus. See, you have to overcome some limitations sometimes to see the real Jesus. You got to overcome your insecurity. You got to overcome your worship that's like this. Where Pastor Kev says, everyone lift your hands. You go like this. <laughs> he means lift your hands. <laughs> He's there all there jumping around because they want you to. It's like Simon says, okay, when you see the worship team get excited, you get excited. I know I do. <laughs> Sometimes you need to get over some things, people. Stop being a crusty, cranky Christian. CCC. You know, sometimes God's calling you to do something different. Get a different vantage point. Hey, Zacchaeus, can you see better now? Well, don't judge God by people. Jesus said in John 2, 24 and 25, listen, I've been a Christian not that long, but I've learned this. People are people. I'm a people. You're a people. We're all people. L look at the person next to you and say, we're just people. Now, we're people that if we put our faith in Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's something different about us, but it didn't get rid of our flesh totally, so people will still mess with us. And some of us, we're so creepy crawly that we can walk into church and somebody can be walking by that gave us a hug every week and they just happen to not see you and they walk by and that's the end of it. Yeah, look ahead. You know who you are. You're already waiting for somebody to do your wrong. You got to get past that. 
you got to look at it from a different vantage point. People are people. But God is God. When you're worshiping and you don't like the song, something's wrong because you're not worshiping the song. You're worshiping God. You might not love the preacher that walks back and forth, but you're not worshiping the preacher. It might be a tennis match to you. But it's not about him or her. It's about him. And yesterday night, when everybody was doing all that stuff, the Lord said to me, but people can be full of grace. People can be on fire for me. People can help one another and love one another. The men here at this church, they set up yesterday, they took down everything when it was pouring rain, and the people we paid thousands of dollars to that bought their rides here for our kids to go on had this machinery, and it got so full of water that they couldn't get it out. They were going to leave it there. But the men of this church said, nah. -uh not on Grace Watch, and totally soaked. They carried 500 or more pound machinery into trucks for that amusement company yesterday. That's Grace in action. That's Grace winning. And all these teens, they could have went home, but they came with towels and they wiped down every chair and every table and the floor and everything they possibly could yesterday, and they did it having fun. They did it having fun. And I was like, oh my God, there it is. There it is. That's why I was crying. That's why, because it was like, there it is. I saw it from a different perspective. Instead of thinking about the rain, or the baby crying, or the... <laughs> Don't get offended, I love babies! But not to focus on all that, but to focus on what was happening right there and then and now and just enjoying it. See, sometimes we got to get to a new place and see it from a different perspective. So for the first two services there, you know what I did? I went into a different spot and I worshiped from there. Because I, I wanted to get a different perspective for me and I wanted to see how people reacted. And a lot of people were like worshiping and they were like, what's he doing over there? Because you're so used to it. But that's what can happen. Like, you look at people, and I'm not just talking about me. If Pastor Kev all of a sudden came out on a ladder worshiping, you'd be like, what's going on? Like, different things. You focus on that, and you forget that it's all about God. And sometimes you just need a, a different perspective. So then Jesus came along, and these people that just, they had just told the blind man, get out of the way. This crowd, this nice crowd, just told the blind man to shut up. What? He, to he said he needed to chill. He's a blind guy. <laughs> All right, hold up. So they're like marching. They're like, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Stop. <laughs> so they had just shooed away the blind man. Because I just wonder about this crowd. We can be this crowd sometimes, Christians. We can be this crowd. We can look out and say, you know what? The service is going, I don't have time for you. You know what? No. I, mm. There was a young lady who was upset here early, and, and Maria Roman, who was one of the ushers, 
or greeters or something. She's really involved. She could have been like, really, I'm busy doing my job. But she said, no, let me take this young girl, took her, prayed with her. They cried together. Listen, there's sometimes, stop being like the crowd. Stop judging everybody by how they look and what, you know, and, you know, listen, with God, all things are possible. And that means don't judge rich people either. He was rich. He was a tax collector. So he was a nasty, is there anything worse than a nasty rich person? I said, is there anything worse than a rich person that has robbed people to become rich? <laughs> is there anything worse than that? But Jesus said, no, 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 why would you do? So the crowd, once again, keeping away someone, but that someone says, I got to do something different. I need to change it up. Gets to a different vantage point. And what happens? Jesus came to the place and he looked up. And they locked eyes. <laughs> they saw each other. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Make haste and come down. Make haste and come down. For today. For today. I must stay at your house. I must stay at your house. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the kind of Jesus I need. You know what happened? You know what happened? After the first service, the, the, the performance wasn't that good. I said, we're having a casting call for second service. <laughs> now all of a sudden, they're all acting so good. So Zacchaeus made haste. He came down. And he received Jesus with joy. Uh. All right, everybody go to Zacchaeus' house. He's going to make you uh, rice and beans. Uh, everybody go to Zacchaeus' house. All right, everybody go to Zacchaeus' house. Yeah. Tell you what, if Zacchaeus was Jamaican, I'd be there in a second, man. Jerk chicken with Zacchaeus, I'm all in. All right, here we go. Everybody stand up. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Everybody go sit in a seat you would never sit in. That means those of you in the back that are all shy, you come up front. If you're shy and you would never sit in the front, come on up. Tracy and Jane, you better move. Sit in a seat you would never sit in. Oh, you guys made a big move. There you go. There you go, right there. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Oh, Lord. Get out of here. Of course, the Riccatelli's wasted no time sitting in my seat. <laughs> Amen, I like that. Nothing shy about you, Jamie. Where's my wife? Honey, you're still in the front row? 
All you people that are in the back, did you just move from one back seat to another back seat? Oh, I see the name is way back there. Praise God. You never sit back there. That's right. Different perspective? Because I'll tell you, it is for me. I don't know what to do right now. I'm looking like, honey, what do you think? Honey, what do you think? I got nobody to pray. <laughs> My wife's Cuban. <laughs> We're going to finish up, but sometimes it's just a different perspective. I mean, right now, I'm like, what's going on? Because it's a different perspective for me. That's why I chose to worship in a different spot. I just wanted to see a different perspective, and I did. Like, I saw the whole worship team lined up like that, and, and I just saw their passion. Like, I could see, the, sometimes in the front, I see, but I didn't see their passion. I saw a different thing. Isn't it nice to see things from a different perspective? Sometimes we gotta go out on a limb. See, Zacchaeus went out on a limb, and then Jesus saw him, and he saw Jesus like it was for the first time. And some of you, you haven't seen Jesus in a while, like really seen him. You, you go to church, and you pray, and you worship, and you teach Sunday school, and you do all this stuff, but you haven't looked Jesus in the eye lately. You haven't. Now, remember the first rich guy, he said, sell everything you have and follow me. The first command he gave, the man did. The first command he gave Zacchaeus was get down here in a hurry. And Zacchaeus came down in a hurry. And I'm going to tell you something. Grace shows up. Question is, do you want it? Do you want it? Are you going to, is grace next Wednesday? Is it next Saturday? Is it in a couple of weeks? Or is grace right now? Will you hurry and receive what God has for you? Because if you don't, it could pass you by. Just think, if Zacchaeus had never gone up in the tree, Jesus might have never saw him. He's a short dude. Now, Jesus knew what he was doing. He went through there. He knew him by name. Jesus has called many by name. That's why sometimes when you're sharing God's grace with someone and they don't want it, you know what you have to do sometimes? You got to move on. I said you got to move on. Now, for me, that's hard because I'm always trying to, you got to get saved, you got to, you got to, you got to. What's the matter with you? <laughs> and they're not ready to hear it. They're not ready to welcome it. So what do you do? You move on because there's someone that has a name and, and God has named that person and God has called that person before the foundation of the world and when you bring grace to them, they will be ready for it. A lot of times you're like, listen, I want to talk to you about something in the Bible. I want to end there. People are like, no. Now, the first no isn't always a no. Amen? It's not always a no. But there are times when a no is a no. So you just move on. You know, if you meet somebody, you know, you're single people, you know, you meet someone, you're like, maybe I can lead them to Jesus and then. But if you keep trying to lead that horse to the water and it doesn't want to drink, you're going to have to leave that horse. 
Amen. There's times you're just going to have to leave it and move on because God has someone named for you. But it's a hurry thing. It's a hurry. See, we want to wait all the time. We want to wait next time I'll go up for healing. Next time I'll fall down at the altar and pour out all this anger that I really need to get rid of. Next time I'll sit down with the home group leader or the youth leader. Next time I'll do it. You know, God has a set time. There was a set time when Jesus walked through, and that's when the time when Zacchaeus was there. That's it. There's a set time. There was a set time yesterday morning that that young man fell out in that volleyball court. Praise God that Pastor Courtney and the guys were there, because if not, he'd be dead. There is a time. He said to Zacchaeus, hurry up, and Zacchaeus hurried up. You know, I love this passage of scripture when Jesus is on the mountain he sends the disciples to the other side of the lake so it's like Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father on the mountain we are living our lives on the lake in the boat of the church moving to go somewhere we're all in a direction he has a calling for all of us so they were doing that and a storm came and Jesus remember he come down on the mountain he walked on the water to them and they were in the boat. They saw him. They said, oh, my God, it's a ghost. It was a ghost. It's the Holy Ghost who Jesus has died and gone to the right hand to send to live in our lives. But there has to be a time where you welcome. See, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus. Welcomed. When the disciples were on the water and they were afraid, they said it's a ghost. It says that in John, I think it is chapter 14, that they welcomed or John chapter 6, verse 21, they welcomed him into their boat. And what happened? Immediately, they got to the other side where they were going. They welcomed him in. Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus, and then he was saved. And his whole life was changed. There's a time that you're just like, I welcome this grace. I welcome this favor. I welcome this salvation. Because it says in the other Gospels, it says in Mark, in the same passage about Jesus walking, it said, he would have passed them by. In other words, he comes to help you when you're in trouble. But he will pass you by if you do not welcome him into your boat. But if you welcome into your boat, time is not a factor anymore. I was 30 when I preached my first message, and I had a feeling right then that that's what I was called to do, but I did nothing for 10 years. Started this church when I was 40. Oh, God, how young was I? 40! But that's old to some of you. And the devil would tell me, 40, you start 40? It's now you're not going to have the energy. I got the energy! But he would tell me, you can't do this, and you're not going to, and all this stuff. But I'm telling you something, God does not operate in our time. He operates out of time. So when they welcomed him into the boat, it says immediately they were where they needed to be. He can take all the time lost in your life and make it up in one day. If you'll welcome him in. can change it all like that. If you'll welcome him. He welcomed him. Two young men. This morning, they welcomed Jesus into their life. They'll never be the same again. Listen to me. You could be in church your whole life, 
and never really seen him and never really welcomed him. Look at those, those disciples were with him all that time. To the point in John chapter 14, he said, I'm the truth and the life and the way. No one comes to the Father except by me. And one of the disciples goes, could you show us the Father? And Jesus is like, really? After all this, after I've said, I only say what the Father says to say, and I only do what the Father says to do, now you're going to tell me to show you the Father? He says, I've been with you so long and you haven't even known me? That scripture really stung my heart. Because it was like, I need to get a different vantage point. Because it's like you're with him, but you're not with him. You forgot what he looked like. You forgot what he's all about. You get into church stuff and Christian stuff, and you forget that he is Jesus, full of grace and truth. With one hand, opens a blind man. He can raise the dead to life. He can change everything in an instant. If we just welcome him in. But you can't welcome someone that you don't see anymore. You can't welcome someone in that you don't see anymore. You need a different vantage point. You need to get into a different position and see him like you've never seen him before. That's why Zacchaeus got into the tree, because he couldn't see him through that. But he got up there to the high place. The, the prophet in Habakkuk, he said, I went up onto the rampart so I could hear from God. Maybe you need to get into a deeper, a higher level of worship, a higher level of prayer, a higher level of study, or whatever it might be in your life. So you can see him again. And you can welcome all he has into your life. And you can do it in a hurry. Because time is short, everybody. I mean, you know, I, I can sit here and say people are dying everywhere, but that's the norm. Hundreds of thousands of people die every day. It's not any worse or better or anything that's ever been. There's just more news outlets to tell you about it. Trust me. Time is short, period. The time to receive it all is now. It's not next week or next month. And if you look for him to receive him, he'll find you. Don't let grace pass you by today. Be willing to receive what God has for you today. Luke chapter 19, verse 7. So the crowd, when they see Jesus going to be with Zacchaeus, that, that Zacchaeus has welcomed grace, <laughs> they said, he's gone to be a guest, be with a guest who is a sinner. Don't worry about who I'm hanging out with or somebody else in the church who they're hanging out with. So, do you sometimes worry about who other people are hanging out with? Hopefully they're hanging out with them to lead them to Jesus. Amen? Because I got news for you. The world needs Jesus. We're in the world. We're not of the world. But that doesn't mean we forget the world. Jesus said, I'm going to your house, Zacchaeus. Slumber party. I mean, Zacchaeus was so excited. You come to my house. This is so awesome. You, you, you call me worthy to come to my house? Yes. He's called you worthy to have the Holy Spirit. He loves everybody. I don't care if they got tattoos or ear piercings or they're prostitutes or drug dealers. I don't care what they are. Jesus loves them, and you're to love them too. 
And the only way you're going to lead them to Jesus is if you give them more than two minutes of your time. That means, and other Christians might say, I can't believe, well, you say, I can't believe that's what you're looking at. You're just like the complainers. He's gone to be in the house with a sinner. But here is the answer to that. Zacchaeus stood up, and he spoke, and he said, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. The answer to that is always grace. The answer to that is always grace. One of, the fa- one of my, the, my favorite things for me to say, I think I heard it in a disco song, but that's not why it's in my mind. <laughs> I say there, but for the grace of God go I. Who am I to judge from where I've been? Who am I to be surrounded by Jesus saying, shut up? Who am I? If somebody wants to praise weird, let them praise weird. At least they're praising. I said, at least they're praising. And yeah, but for the grace of God, go I. Imagine if before I got saved, somebody would said, why are you sharing the gospel with that stupid drug-dealing burglar who just got out of Rikers Island? Why are you giving him the time of day? Where would we be, everybody? If somebody hadn't considered you, where would you be? Where would you be? So take off the church lady or gentleman glasses and just pray. If somebody is going out there to reach out, that they're doing it for the right reason and that the world doesn't take them, but they take the world. Because we're not going to blow these walls out unless we're willing to do what Jesus did, and that's go to somebody's house who's a sinner. All right, I want everybody here to make plans with a sinner, okay? You know, people who say, let's have, you know, let's have church dinner Friday. You know, we can all go to each other's houses and make a different kind of dinner. How about if we have sinner dinner Friday? (laughs) Wouldn't that be more effective? Let's have sinner dinner Friday. Now, don't tell the people you go into the house, this is sinner dinner Friday. I'm here (laughs) to have dinner with a sinner. I just came up with that. I don't know where that's coming from, but that's a good idea. Dinner, sinner Friday, or sinner dinner Friday, whatever you want to call it. But wouldn't that be more effective than us just going around the merry-go-round and having dinner with each other? Oh, wasn't that fun last night? Who cares? So he said, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. If I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And some people will say, well, that tense is that Zacchaeus said, I've already done that. And some will say, well, that was his response to the grace of the Lord. And I say, it doesn't matter. Because neither one of that has any value without Jesus. And you know what? When Jesus does show you grace, you can't help but show grace to others. Amen? How many of you know on your own, there is no grace? (laughs) You know, when somebody's just annoying you and you don't want to show them grace, you got to go, but there, but for the grace of God, go I. I mean, who am I? I don't deserve it. Zacchaeus was like, really? You want to come to, everybody hates me. You want to come to my house? Really? Yes. Not only do I want to come to your house, but I want to stay. I want to stay. He wants to stay. 
He doesn't want to stop by. He doesn't want to stop by and have McDonald's with you. He wants to sit with you and sup with you and be a part of your life. Same thing for Zacchaeus. That is what will bring grace out of your life. See, his grace should be just the beginning of the grace that we show everyone else. Amen. Our whole worship team is going to come up right now. We got to pass on the grace that we receive. In Matthew 18, Jesus told a parable of a guy that owed a king a million dollars. And the guy was like, I, I can't get the money up. Please, please, please forgive me. Please help me. So the king had pity on the guy, and he said, okay. Okay. Do what you can. Gave him grace. What did that guy do? He went out. He had a couple people that owed him five, ten grand. And he said, I need my money now. And he had them beaten and thrown in jail. Listen to me. Don't be that servant. Because it wasn't a good ending for that kind of person. If God has given you grace, give that same grace to others. Amen? And when you do, in verse 9 and 10, that will be the result of your life. And Jesus said, today, salvation has come to this house. Why? Because Zacchaeus took a different vantage point, saw Jesus for the first time. When Jesus said, come down, he came down. When Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, he said, come. I receive, I want everything that you got. And then he responded with grace. And then Jesus said, because of what's going on here, salvation has come to this house. Not just to you, Zacchaeus, but everything under your control. God's favor comes in to his life. It will come into your life. You know what brings grace? Grace. I said, you know what brings grace? Grace. I said, you know what brings grace? Grace. That's what brings grace. That's what brings favor into your life is you showing grace. You sow grace, you shall reap grace. Don't be a taker. I said, don't be a taker. Don't be a taker. Be someone that is full of grace and willing to just pour it out. You know, I love that. When they say pour out our praise, pour out our praise. I want to pour it all out. I, I, I want to pour it all out for God. Because my little bit for him is nothing but the grace he has for me and what he has planned for me. Because the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. How many of you have suffered loss in your life? You've lost your peace, you've lost your joy, you've lost your finances, you've lost your health, you've lost your marriage, you've lost your hope, you've lost your joy. I'm telling you right now, he has come He's come to make up for lost time, for lost peace, for lost joy. Today, salvation has come to this house. Let me tell you something, people. That's just about getting saved. As a Christian, was getting saved the end of your life? No, it was the beginning of a new life. That word in the Greek, salvation, means healed, cured, delivered, set free, prospered, favored, everything made whole in your life. That's grace. But it starts with the greatest grace of all that he died on the cross for your sins. 
and that you could receive salvation. And it was like a 15-year-old and an 8-year-old young men. Who knew? Who knew that God called them before the foundation of the world? I surely didn't. When we said the prayer and I saw those hands go up, I was like, whoa! Who knew? I'll tell you who knew. He knew. I said, I'll tell you who knew. He knew. And he knew that they were ready to receive it. They were ready to welcome it. And salvation came to their house today. And I want to give an opportunity for salvation to come to your house today. Maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you've never received that grace that he has for you. Well, you could do it right now with a prayer. So let's bow our heads. Let's say this prayer together. Oh, yes, great are you, Lord. Many of us, we got saved. We received this amazing grace. We saw Jesus for the first time because Jesus said you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. We saw him the first time because we said this prayer. We believed it in our heart. And some of you, you've been in church your whole life and you never saw Jesus. You never entered the kingdom of heaven. There are people that have been in church their whole life and never been born again. I don't know if that's anyone here like that, but if there is, this is your opportunity right now to see him from a different vantage point to accept his grace. So say this prayer when we say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. Three days later, you raised him from the dead that I might have a new life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Make me brand new today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody keep your eyes closed, your head bowed for a second, just for a second. If you said that prayer, you meant it. You want the Holy Spirit in your heart. You want the grace that supersedes any love that anyone could ever give you. You want that love of Jesus in your heart. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to raise your hand right now.